Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 85. How y'all doing, man? Hoping your week is going hella good. Appreciate you guys for tuning in as always. As usual, my friends, ask me any questions you guys have on Instagram as well as if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Been seeing those reviews coming through, so thank you to those that have left them. And if you haven't, what you doing? Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts if you use it. I would really, really appreciate it. So today I have a fantastic interview with my boy Mark, who goes by the handle Snarky Marky on TikTok. He is probably... I, I guess I would consider him a celebrity. I would consider him like an online celebrity. Uh, he makes these hilarious videos on uh, on TikTok. He has, uh, I think it's over 4 million followers on TikTok, just under 200 million likes. Like he is as viral as viral gets on the internet. So, um, you know, really I wanted to chat with him about, you know, how he's found success and how how is it, how's the life of being a celebrity, right, really? Cause you know, when whenever he goes out, like people recognize him and shit. So it's it pretty <laughs> crazy. Uh, and he's a young cat at 18, 19. So, so really, really dope to chat with this guy, learn from him. And, and I think there's a lot to, you know, be taken away. So here's the interview with Mark. Let's just dive on into it, baby. Mark, what's going on? Not much. How are you? Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. I'm so excited to have you on and, and just chat and really get to know your story. I mean, you're just you're kind of a online sensation. <laughs> but uh, really quick for, for some people who don't know you just uh, really, you know, tell, uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself. So my name is Mark and I am a social media content creator, mostly on TikTok. Um, I go by the handle Snarky Marky and I've kind of been doing it for almost two years and it's been it's been quite an adventure really really that's awesome so what made you get into it like were you always into video editing and things like that or like how did it come about so i had downloaded the tiktok app in april of 2019 around that area and i kind of saw a bunch of average people and i know i don't mean any shade or harm by saying average people because i consider myself quite average um i just saw a bunch of average people you know posting these videos and racking up hundreds of thousands of likes and views and so Mm -hmm. i thought why don't i give this a try you know if these people can do it i can too and i gave it a shot i tested the waters and i found some stuff that worked and here i am now so how does that happen, man? Like, are you like just making videos? It's going kind of cool. You're, you're getting some good ones here. Was it like that astronomical video that like popped for you? Like, is that what really like changed everything? Yeah, that's where I kind of started to skyrocket, I guess you could say, because I had about 700,000 at that point, which is also a great amount. And then that video kind of boosted me. And then here I am now. So it's been, yeah. I would attribute most of the success to that. Yeah. So when did it get like real? Like when was this okay? Like this is actually like a career path for me. I think it got the most real when I was at Playlist Live, which is a social media convention and it's in Orlando. It actually occurred a year ago in a week. Okay. Like right before the pandemic started. And just so many people were coming up to me and recognized me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. People know who I am. And it was, it was crazy. And it was so, so surreal. And I'm so grateful for everything and that experience specifically. Yeah. 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 So what does a day in the life of Snarky Mark look like? Like, how do, how do you, like, is it, do you like wake up, you got all these like calls and things you got to make? Like, is it really like executive mode now with your size or like kind of just take me through that, man? 
to be honest, I'm probably the laziest content creator out there because I've been pretty much posting like once a week because I'm trying to, you know, the series that I'm doing right now, I'm trying to elongate it as much as possible um, because people really like it and I enjoy making it. So I'm just trying to elongate it as much as possible. So I film about once a week. I'm also a college or university student at Western University. So I've got a bunch of schoolwork to do every day you know, Zoom lectures or Zoom tutorials, and then my own personal work that I have to do, doing readings, writing essays, things like that. And mm. yeah, that's pretty much it. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So when you have that many people, and you literally have like a fandom, because like, I've talked to a lot of content creators, but I think you probably without a question have the biggest like fan base of true like loyal fans. Like I've seen I've seen your fans and they're like, like diehard Snarky Mark fans. How does that make you feel? Like, how do you balance that? How do you manage that? How do you interact with them? And then like, how is it having like that community at that scale? It's amazing. And I never in a million years thought that there would be people following me and supporting me. It feels great. And also with such a platform comes responsibility. And it's almost like walking on eggshells sometimes because Sometimes you'll do something and people won't like it. You know, I started this new series of the office series and some people Mm. were like, oh, I don't really like this compared to your older content. Whereas I had people saying, oh, this is your best series yet. So it's trying to find that balance constantly and trying to make people happy and make content that not only I like, but everyone else likes. So Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of trial and error to figure that out, but it feels so great. How is it balancing all that with like mental health? Like, do you ever have days where it's like, holy shit, like, I can't take this. Like, have you ever had a day like that where it's like, this is just too much? Yeah, honestly, sometimes, yeah, I have some of those days where it's kind of like, oh, I'm sad and I don't know what to do because sometimes I'll receive a comment or something critiquing something that I do. I don't care about people commenting on my appearance or Mm. anything in that nature because at the end of the day, that's such a low comment. And for someone to make that content, it says a lot about, their character and the person that they are. So I'm not going to value someone's opinion like that, but, you know, comments regarding my content or, you know, someone being picky about what I'm personally doing. It bothers me. Like there was a scenario where I think it was in January and I had been in my house for a month because of the lockdown. And I just had went and seen one friend and I went up to Orangeville, Ontario, and I just, spent time with her for the day and I got a comment talking about how irresponsible I am and disgusting I am for seeing one person and I feel like I've done a pretty good job in this pandemic I try to stay in as much as possible if I'm seeing somebody I'm waiting two weeks until I see someone else like I that's just how I do it personally it bothered me a lot because come on I've been inside for two weeks or sorry like four weeks actually so yeah and it's like so It's so unreasonable. I I feel like, (laughs) so I had my first video that like went like pretty big and uh, the comments in there. So I got a wave of negativity, like a ton of negative people that were coming in. This guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Don't listen to him. He's a scam artist. Like just things out of like, I've never seen before. You know, a lot of times I would just be like, hey, like, you know, what's up? Like, and, and I just like asked him a question and then they'd say, they just completely back down or they'd, or they just double down on it. Or they, it was just like a really weird thing. I wouldn't like necessarily like go after them, but I found that like more often than not, they were just like hurting. They were just like 
like genuinely like hurting and it was like you kind of have to just remind yourself of that so that's that's really cool that you you space it out by like two weeks and you keep that space and you, and you really can't listen to what these people say <laughs> no, i mean at the end of the day like you know we're in the middle of a pandemic a lot of people are cooped up inside and you know i can't really blame them i mean obviously people shouldn't go out and hate on people but at the end of the day you know we're all struggling so i kind of understand where they're coming from i don't think people should go and comment on people's appearance or whatever but mm. you know I'm also seeing a bunch of reaching nowadays there are people like I I this actually was one of those days that you were talking about a bad mental health day yeah because I went and did a little collab with a creator that I like and who was it oh they're called one less than five and they do like little skits on TikTok cool. yeah they're okay. so great and so I went and collaborated with them over zoom and they're all from Kentucky and so we did a little video and I was like, oh, y'all are from Kentucky, right? Do y'all have cars there? Do y'all have electricity? Like, it was just a joke. And there were people in the comments calling me classist and calling me, you know, this is really problematic, all that. And I'm like, guys, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Yeah, you can't win. But I mean, I've seen your audience. The majority of them are obviously very positive, very positive feedback. And so what's your, I guess, what's your message? What do you want your audience to leave when they watch your videos? I just want people to have a laugh. You know, we're going through these tough times right now and like seeing those messages from people saying, Hey, you've really helped me out during quarantine. It means the entire world to me. I just want people to be able to laugh and make a joke out of very real experiences. You know, I used to work retail at a grocery store. So I know firsthand how rude customers are. And, you know, if I can make a joke out of that, then and it can make other people laugh because they've had similar experiences. That means everything to me. Yeah. Yeah. What's your creative process, man? Because sometimes like I watch your videos and it's like, how the hell did he think of this? Like, it's amazing. It's honest to God. So does it just come to you? Do you sit down and do you put in like an hour of work? You're like, okay, let me write up some scripts. Kind of take me through the creative process. To be honest, it's been a lot harder just because I've been inside all the time and I don't really go out and experience things. But before the pandemic hit, hit, I would, you know, do teacher videos and whatnot. And I'd have my friends to bounce off of. We would talk about, you know, previous experiences that we had had in middle school or beginning of high school or even in the present. And, you know, I would make videos based off of that. But nowadays I've been finding it very hard to think of ideas. So sometimes I will literally, I know this sounds crazy. I will go onto a random word generator on Google and it gives me a word. And if I see something that I can jump off of, then I'll do it. And that's crazy. Yeah. That's kind of my creative process, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're literally creating, so it's not like, like it, you can make it out of anything, right? It's really empowering. So what's your, I guess, long-term vision? Like, do you want to, do you want to pursue this as a career or become a full-time YouTuber or like kind of take me through um, your aspirations? I consider myself to be a realist. And so if I'm being real, like this isn't going to last forever. You know, if you look at creators from 10 years ago, even five years ago, are they still popping in the way that they were five, 10 years ago? Not really. You know, every year there's a new top creator. So I'm like, okay, it's it's going to sizzle down at some point. So I am in university right now. I'm in international relations, but I'm switching to geography. So if I can make this run, for a couple more years, 
I'll continue to ride out this wave, but mm. if not, then there's no problem. And I'll just, you know, try to find a job that is related to my degree. For sure. For sure. So it really is just for fun for you. It really is. At first I started out for fun, but you know, as my following grew, a bunch of opportunities started being presented to me. And so, you know, I took them and I'm so appreciative of them, but you know, the opportunities are very likely to run out. And so I'm just kind of relying on my degree and I'd love for it to keep going, but it's good to have backups. Yeah, no, hundred percent is. If you could, like if you were to pursue something like that and, and you were to like make a long-term career, because some, you're right, most most creators fizzle out, like you, how many Vine people are left, but some, if you can pivot to the right platforms, you know, you could, you could be, you could have some good staying power. So what are the opportunities that come in as a creator? Like, is it just working with brands? Is it doing sponsorships? Like how does that whole like business side work? And then do you just see it like you're just trying to capitalize as much as you can and then just draw it out as much as you said? Yeah, like there's a bunch of opportunities that come out. You know, there's going to be brand deals and I've only done like a handful of them just also because I don't want to seem like a sellout and, you know, only post ads or whatever. But hmm. there are things like that. And then there's, you know, interview opportunities like this and podcast opportunities that I've done before. And there's also PR that, brands will send to you and cameo is something that I do every day it's like personalized video messages so mm. that's one of my side hustles I guess you could say yeah and yeah there's a bunch of opportunities and they just they come at random times and stuff and it's so crazy sometimes but um it's super awesome and yeah I'm just trying to see how many of these I can take I'm grateful for all of them and yeah if it runs out, then I'm grateful for everything that's happened so far. And I'm yeah. I'm grateful to have the experience and the knowledge on what it's like to be, you know, a creator or an influencer. Um, I think it's great knowledge because I knew nothing about it beforehand. And it was very much a shock to me when it first started happening. Right, right. Absolutely. So with some of the money that's coming in, like, are you investing it in your content? Are you just saving it? Like, tell me about like, what you're doing with it, if you don't mind me sharing, if you don't mind sharing. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. I Honestly, I am not a spender. Like I spend no money. I mean, I wear the same clothes back to back. I yeah. obviously wash them, but, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. I just don't really like spending money on materialistic items. You know, I have probably spent like 5% of it on investing mm -hmm. in awesome. um, using Wealth Simple actually. Um, but the rest of it, I'm just saving and saving it for my future and saving it for traveling. When this pandemic's over, I am traveling all over the place. And yeah, that's that's probably where a lot of the money will be going because I value experiences over materialistic goods. Yeah, yeah. And where do you think that sort of innate frugality comes from? Like, do you think it, it comes from your parents that they like raise you with good financial habits? Or do you just think it's just like naturally, like I just don't have the ambition to spend? I think it's both. My dad's very big on, you know, don't spend everything that you get. And I kind of kept that habit and working my grocery store job, I started to appreciate the value of a dollar and, mm -hmm. you know, you work a whole hour and get $14 or whatever. And, you know, you start to look at things in a different lens. I'd see a pair of jeans for $70 and I'm like, that is five hours of work. And so I kind of just, I feel like I appreciate 
I appreciated more the value of money. And Mm -hmm. now I kind of am very cautious whenever I come to spending and saving because I think the value of a dollar is very important to recognize. Right, 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 right. That's, that's, that's awesome. So are you away at school in London? No, I'm at home right now. I'm actually here for the rest of the semester. I decided to take the rest of the semester at home just because I feel more focused here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can imagine that it's, it was distracting. And you're in your first year, right? Yes, I'm in first year. I am so, I am so sorry that you didn't get to experience not only a university first year, but a Western university first year, which I have very fond memories of. Like, I mean, how was it for you guys down there? Like, this is just, this is totally unrelated to anything, but I'm just so curious. Like when September rolled around, like, were you guys always social distancing? Like, did people just break protocol and they were still partying? Like, kind of tell me how it was going down there. I think the school did a really good job with, you know, finding the balance between being legal and letting students have a good experience. And I personally think that Western did the best that they possibly could have for us. But at the end of the day, they can't control what students are doing in their own rooms. And, you know, you can't have 24 hour surveillance, making sure that students aren't partying and stuff. So there are a bunch of parties. I'm not really into that scene, to be honest, but I was able to make a bunch of friends um, safely, you know, they would have the tables in the cafeteria spread out. So I got to meet a bunch of people, which is great. But with the circumstances and all, I'm so grateful for the experience. And, yeah. you know, a lot of other schools just shut down. They're like, no, yeah, we're not, yeah. right. We're not doing this. We're not implementing all these safety measures, campus closed, all of this. But, you know, I got one class in person, which was great. And I really actually preferred that over the Zoom classes, to be honest. And <laughs> like, it was, it was great. And I'm really happy that they let us actually do things. Yeah. Did a lot of people recognize you on campus? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How was that? Like, was that crazy? It is crazy. Um, like how, like, like you're walking to class Are people just pulling up on you. Like, is, is that how, like, I'm so like intrigued by that. Yeah. And also like in my residence building, a lot of people would like come up to me and, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a privacy line that people shouldn't cross, but, and I felt like that was often being crossed. Really? What do you, what do you mean by that? There were instances where people were knocking on my door, my own personal dorm room door and, you know, recording me. And, you know, if I'm on campus or whatever, it's one thing, but like in my own building, which is where I'm supposed to call home, it's like. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, it was really strange, but um, I had a lot of friends who kind of just stayed by my side and kind of protected (laughs) me from all that. (laughs) That's so nuts because like, now that you say that, I could see some like stupid kids being like snarky marky with like a Snapchat and like or their story or something like that. Yeah, it was a little bit crazy. I was a little bit naive to that, but you know, yeah, kind of got to roll with the punches. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so. I, I'm just, I'm just so interested with your, I guess, let's call it what it is. Your, your status, like you've got a, you got big influence now. How do you see through people when they're, they ask you of something or they're trying to be your friend, but they don't, they're just looking for clout? Like, do you have a good eye for that? I do, but I feel like I'm also too trusting at some points and then too paranoid at some points. Right. And it's funny because I actually had like a two hour discussion about this with my parents. And one of the things that we talked about is that in high school or whatever, I wasn't 
popular, but I also wasn't like not popular. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I think high school popularity is nothing. Doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, But I wasn't that person that everyone would come up to and approach and stuff. And so when I have a following on TikTok and all of a sudden everyone wants to come up to me, it comes across as disingenuine in my opinion. Right. And at some points I feel like I'm just being paranoid, but it's also something to consider because, you know, I'll meet someone and I don't want to sound conceited, but like they'll pretend that they don't know who I am when everyone like talks about me or whatever in the building, like they'll come up to me and they'll pretend to not know me. And then the next thing, you know, they're sending me a message. Hey, can you, you know, film a video for such and such it's their birthday, blah, blah. blah. And it's like, we met yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. This is so disingenuous and it happens way too much. And it's very, very heartbreaking when I think I meet someone who I really, really like. And then it just, seems like they're a clout chaser and they're trying to mm. use me and it's it's the worst feeling ever God, it makes imagine. me feel lonely and it's it's believe it or not very hard to find people who are not trying to clout chase you it's it's very hard yeah you know it's so funny <laughs> i want to share this with you so your dad messaged me so he'd been commenting on my videos like this was in like november right so he's just he's just commenting i'm like who, who is this guy? who's this vince guy like i'm like i like this guy's energy right and so I, I looked at his page. It's like, oh, he's doing like the financial literacy like month. Like I think it was November. You know, he's into it. He's he's into it. So, you know, I reach out. I say, hey, like, and we start talking, whatever. And we're, yeah, we we just start talking over the next few days. And then he was like, oh yeah, like I'd love to set up a call and chat and whatever. I was like, yeah, let's let's chat. Like, you know, whatever. And so, you know, we he actually came on the show. If anybody who whoever's listening to this, uh, you guys should go check that episode out. We talked about mortgage rates and the future of mortgages. Super fun, exciting stuff. <laughs> um, but um, but I remember, and then he was like, "Yeah, my my uh, my son's like big on TikTok." I was like, "Cool." I'm like, "Who is it?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, Snarky Marky." I was like, "Oh, I literally had never heard of you." And then I looked you up, and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's huge!" And the first thing that came to my mind is like, "Oh, I wonder if he'd be a great person to talk to." But then I was like. I don't want to bother this guy. Like I, I genuinely like don't want to, I don't want to bother you. Like I reach out to people all the time to get them on the interviews, whatever. But when I see somebody like who's at that kind of level, I'm like, oh man, like it's, you probably get all these fucking DMs, all these people trying to ask you, trying to use you. And I'm like, man, like I just rather not. So your, your dad would, you know, he'd say like, oh, you know, you should talk to Mark, whatever. And I was like, I would love, love, love to. I just feel like I, I feel so bad because I know that people, so many people are like, you know. Probably no, no, no. It's to- I love doing podcasts and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like the people who will like pretend to be your friend and mm. then stab you in the back. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too deep into it. I don't think you are. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's like, you know, my parents are like, oh, Mark maybe you're looking too deep into it. But I don't know. Maybe I just have trust issues or paranoia. I don't know what's going on, but I don't know. I just... I think it's important for me to keep my guard up and, sure. you know, look deep into these things. Absolutely. And, and like, this is one thing I think I heard this, I think, I, I, I think I heard this, but I also just genuinely deeply believe that humans were not meant to have that many eyes on them. Like just, we're I heard not, that recently. Yeah. We're not wired to have that many people knowing that that many people see us like fame is a very like manufactured thing like we genuinely like we're social creatures 
but we're social to like a certain degree. We, I think it's like a, a few hundred people, like are, we're, we're wired for that to kind of handle that. But like to genuinely have like thousands and thousands and, and not even that, like millions and millions of people that, you know, not only know who you are, but like engage with you, watch you, like have all those eyes on you. Like that's so unnatural. It's completely unnatural. So that's why I think it's, like I commend you and, you know, I, I wish you nothing but the best with with um, that kind of audience. And it's something, even though I've only had like, I've seen glimpses of it, but it's just like, man, it's a tall order, like to be in the public eye like that. So like nothing, nothing but respect. And so do you find that you've got a good relationship with that now? You're really learning on the fly and things like that? Uh, yeah, I you know, I'm in contact with a bunch of other creators who, you know, I'm friends with now and we go through similar experiences. So it's good to kind of compare notes and see also what their experiences are and how parallel they are. You know, a lot of them are very, very parallel. Some of my friends have had very similar experiences. Some of my friends are in college and dealing with this too. And so we talk to each other and we kind of speak it out and figure out how we approach this and how we deal with it depending on our personality types and stuff. Like I consider myself to be quite introverted in public, whereas some of my other friends like that attention. It's great to talk it out with them and, you know, talk about how to deal with some of these things. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's something that I find that, like, again, like, I just think that, like, I, I just try not to think of it. Like, I just try not to, I just try to focus on the content and the more you get wrapped up in those numbers, however big or however small, if you have a thousand, like taking a context, a thousand people that follow you is insane. Like, just like, think about that. Like a thousand people, 1000, like look at your profile and we're like, I want to engage with this person. Like I want to follow this person. That, just that alone, a hundred people even. Right. And so I think at, at a certain point, it's just like, you just should just like not even think about it because it's just, it's, you can't really fathom it. Right. Do you, do you have any like mentors or people that like are helping you through this process as well? Like in, in terms of creating this stuff? Like with content? Yeah. With content, just people that you like kind of like look up to and they're like, Hey, like I've been there, like here, here's what I would do kind of thing. I kind of do a lot of things solo because I feel like I have pretty good control over my content, but you know, whenever it comes to like public, I don't know, not relations, but you know, dealing with like the public aspect of it. I do talk to my friends a lot about that and they mm. help me out and we talk about our scenarios that we've been through and stuff like that. And, mm. you know, one of my good friends, Andrew Curtis, like we talk every day, every single day and, you know, he helps me out and we kind of help each other out. He does, you know, he's jumped from YouTube to TikTok to Twitch now. He's on Twitch doing streaming and he's a very good creator. He knows how to change it up when mm -hmm. he has to and he's been doing the social media thing for like four years and he's doing so well and so we kind of exchange ideas i'd say he and i work really well together yeah and yeah i guess we're mentors for each other right that's that's amazing that's amazing your shoulder to lean on uh, for each of you that's that's really awesome mark i just got a few more questions for you what would you say has been the biggest contributor to your success like in terms of your page and your reach and your it's easier to get a you know one-time video that pops versus you just you consistently put out bangers like and at a point it's an art like it really is an art it's a creative art and so what do you think has really gone into that on your end from sustaining that i think it's a mixture of a lot of things i think originality and authenticity is key i mean 
there's so much content out there and there's so many creators trying to make it big and you have to be able to differentiate yourself from people and you know you can't force someone to watch your stuff you can't force someone to consume your content you can't rope them in and force them to sit there and watch your stuff mm. so you have to figure out what people want to watch and you have to you know put the time in and the brainstorming in to map out what you're going to do and you know make content that people are ultimately going to want to watch I think that's the number one key. Also being original, doing things that people haven't done already. And I also, something that I find very key is like viewer retention. Get to the point quick, have a bunch of punchlines. Cause if you start off the video boring too, you're just gonna scroll. Like that's, yeah. that's what I do sometimes. If I'm not hooked, I'm scrolling. And so I think viewer retention, honestly, one of the biggest factors into a big video, to be honest, if people are sitting there for the whole video and watching it multiple times, I feel like that's really important too. And lighting. <laughs> right, right. Lighting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's great. That's great. Are you on like the Snapchat spotlight at all? I'm not like, I tried that, but I don't, I th Snapchat's like my private thing that I do. So I want to kind of want to keep it that way. But I heard that there's a lot of, a lot of money in there. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that too. I heard like one person got like, you get like one video, you get paid like 20 grand, like if it pops or something like it's that. It's crazy. I don't understand the logistics behind that. But I mean, like I have a friend of mine who was featured on like Business Insider. She made like a million dollars off of Snapchat. And I'm like, that is crazy. Like I'm so proud of her because she's like- Like literally a million dollars? Yeah, she won a million dollars because she, she makes content on Snapchat and- She's a TikToker mainly. I think tick, I think she would also say that TikTok's her main platform, but she makes content for Snapchat and she's doing so well. And I'm so proud of her. It's amazing. Hold on. So I'm sorry. A million dollars. Yeah, I can link the article to you. Holy shit. That's insane. Man, that creator game, like at the top, is like probably like really, really like a ton of money, eh? Oh yeah. What's the craziest shit you've ever heard? Like the craziest shit. Like some of my friends will get brand deals and I'm like, holy mackerel. Like that is insane. A really close friend of mine. I can't like disclose what. Totally fine. Whatever. Holy but God. he got a contract with a big brand and I hear the numbers and I'm like, holy mackerel. And I also hear about like Charlie D'Amelio's dunkin donut collab yeah and i heard somewhere like on one of the articles about it that she gets a commission for each you know drink purchase and whether that's 25 cents per drink or like a dollar per drink there's millions and millions of people going out and buying this drink so you know she's making so much money from this and yeah. like, that is so crazy good I'm a huge Charlie D'Amelio fan. I will always defend her because people are always trying her and yeah. I will 100% defend her and her entire family because I love them. Yeah. I'm just so proud of her because it's so crazy like how much, you know, money there is in this industry and people, I mean, need to hop on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Have you, have you met Charlie? I met her for 10 seconds at Playlist. Um, cool. Yeah, cool, she, cool, cool. She's the sweetest. Um, I love her. That's that's so awesome. That's so awesome. 
Well, Mark, man, that's that's all I really have for you. You've been very generous with your time. Oh my um, god, thank you for really, having me. This was like so much fun. I loved it. Yeah, it's 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 great to talk, man. Tell the tell the people where they can find you. Oh, um, you can find me on TikTok at Snarky Marky. Uh, you can find me on Instagram m.a.rk and Twitter at Snarky S N A R K E I G H. And those are my socials. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Mark, thank you so much again. Like it, it was just, it was so great to just chat with you. You have such a, such a big heart and such a, like, I just really, really uh, enjoyed chatting with you. So thank you again. Thank you. I had a great time and I'm so glad that I got to come on this podcast. It's been amazing. So there you have it, my friends. And what an awesome guest Mark was. It was just such a pleasure to chat with him. He was just such a kind, amazing person. And so, you know, I really, really enjoyed bringing him on and and learning about his story. And man, some of that, some of those numbers are just like unbelievable. It's like you almost don't even believe it. It's it's so crazy. So really, really dope to chat with him. And again, with this podcast, I want to bring on as many awesome young adults that are out doing their thing and making waves and entertaining people, you know, lighting people up and being the light of people's lives so he really is making a uh, a great impact on society so good for you mark appreciate you man thank you so much for coming on and thank you guys for listening in i appreciate y'all boy i love y'all but for now i am out this mother peace